Dimelang Avusheni and hello hi Mzanzi. Lulu Tando Nakani here and welcome back to the Health for Mzanzi podcast. I'm here to walk through your health journey with you as you seek answers to those scary questions you are just too afraid to ask about in public. I've got you babes through all those uncertainties, achy bones, toes and your heart's woes. Welcome to part two of our intimacy chat with Rebecca's Dr. Mtembeni Debelele. This week, he has more answers to those questions from readers. This week, he weighs in on some oral sex tips and shares insights on loss of libido. Dr. Debelele is a general practitioner with more than 20 years of experience in family medicine. He is also a certified life coach and leadership facilitator. His practice also caters for general men and women's health issues, health education, and awareness. Now, next question reads as follows. I'm a bisexual female and my partner is a man. I've only had sex with one woman and the rest have been men. While I love my partner and want to be with them and have a life with them, I keep thinking of never being able to sleep with a woman again. And I keep having sexual fantasies about it. How do I manage this feeling? Firstly, for someone who doesn't know what a bisexual is, let me just explain. A bisexual is someone who is interested in people of the same sex and also of the opposite sex. So it means this person is interested in males and also is interested in females. But in the question, she exposes that she's only slept with one female. But it means she enjoyed the session because it keeps ringing in her head that I would love to still got a strong appetite to sleep with the same person again, even though there is a partner, a male partner in the life. Then it, it takes her to sexuality. People should actually define themselves and be comfortable with themselves and be honest with themselves. Where do you belong? How do you feel? That is sexual orientation. What makes you tickle? Who are you romantically attracted to? And who do you romantically attract? What excites you and turns you on? If a man doesn't turn you on, you are not excited about it, be honest. It means this person is trying to follow what is actually happening around and is scared of actually facing the reality that is inside her that is actually attracted, is a lesbian, who's attracted to another lesbian and has had sexual intercourse with another woman and she enjoyed it. That is why it still is playing in the back of her mind. The man is not reaching the same level as the woman she slept with. But maybe she wants to have children and she wants other people not to notice that it's got a conflict inside. It's got a deep-seated conflict which talks to sexuality. And it happens a lot. It happens a lot even in the opposite sex. You find that this man will go on and get married and have kids. And then in the long run, but they've been scared because of societal norms. So people contain their true sexual feelings and their true sexuality because of what is happening around in the community. They don't want to be judged. They are scared of stigma. They are scared of discrimination. So honestly speaking, this lady needs to seek therapy. She needs psychotherapy. She needs a sexual therapist who will sit down with her and she must choose where she belongs. Is she truly bisexual or she's camouflaging to be bisexual in order to fit what is happening in the community? But to me, she may be more into women than men. Because she's got more of the man than the woman. But what is playing in her mind is still the woman, of which it was only one session. Thank you, Doc, for that one. 
And then our next question reads as follows. I haven't given a blowjob before and I'm nervous when the time comes about whether to use a condom or not. I know it's safe, it's a safe thing to do, but I'm not sure if it's super common or not. She would be grateful for any tips that you might have if you should be using a condom while giving oral sex or not. Oral sex is another thing. That's why we're opening a kissing school. And actually, one school that is needed is oral sex school. Baya, Luma, Abantu, Abantu. People are doing all sorts of things. Abantu, Babuya, Benamangaiba, Zinzipa, Banyabalunyiwe, Abanyabaya, Kaba, because this thing has been pushed too far, and so a lot is happening. So we need a school for oral sex in addition to this for kissing. Coming back to the question, use of a condom is actually proper in terms of safety. As much as the oral route is not as risky as the route down there. If you were to weigh risk in terms of contracting HIV, which is one thing that I want to put forward, the anus would come as number one risk because it cracks easily. That's why we provide condoms with lubricants on any people who are doing anal sex. Then vaginal penetrative sex or receptive sex, it would come at number two. And oral sex in terms of risk would, would rank very lower. But it doesn't mean you should uh, for, completely forget about the condom, especially if you've got sores and everything in the mouth. Condoms have got uh, nice smells these days. They've got various smells, strawberry. You can have blowjob or oral sex using condoms. It is safer. It minimizes the risk of contracting STIs and HIV because you do get gonorrhea even in the mouth and throat these days. You do get syphilis. You do get all sorts of other STIs, chlamydia and uh, HIV. But the chances are quite low. Condom must be properly fitting. There must be neutral lubricant, something that you can taste because it can easily rupture and make the situation very, very clumsy. The penis must just be erect. Put the condom on properly until the base of the penis. And that also assists your partner to actually stand up. It improves the quality of erection because you won't just be pushing in as if you are pushing in a spoon or whatever. You use your tongue, you use your lips, and then a bit of your teeth, don't bite. Use a bit of your teeth and then you are playing around until go in and out slowly. And also as you are doing that, there is communication, you are listening for responses, any indication from your partner. That's why I ask people not to be quiet during intercourse. There must be some noises, the noises that indicate whether there's pleasure or there's pain. So you are listening as you are doing this. When someone is feeling good, you are feeling the noise and so on. When someone is feeling pain, it's like someone who's muffing. When clitoris is quite sensitive, even more sensitive than the glands. So you must listen. There are times that you can lick the clitoris until the person can jump around and not get any pleasure but pain. So watch the eyes, watch the movement, listen to the response, be soft. It's a soft tissue. It's got a lot of nerves. Condom can actually delay the person from coming because it minimizes the conduct, but it's quite safer, especially when it comes to the issue of can I come in your mouth or can I not come in your mouth? And so the condom answers that question because the person will come into the condom. So there's nothing that you're going to receive in your mouth. So there won't be any gag, there won't be any vomiting, especially as a beginner. It may assist you, but you need to make sure that it is something that you are both comfortable with because it's easy to lose erection. It may need your assistance, not only your, your lips and your tongue and your teeth, but also your hands. Your hands will be doing a lot of assistance in terms of what is happening. So it is proper to use a condom, make sure that it is well lubricated. It is something that you can taste so that you don't focus on the taste, but you focus on the act. So keep on doing it. It's good for prevention of all the diseases that are associated with Mdavas. Thank you, Doc, for that one. Our last one reads as follows. 
I was on antidepressants for four years and recently weaned off them. One of the side effects of the drug, as mentioned, was a low libido. But even though I'm off them now, I've noticed I still have no sex drive whatsoever. Everyone I talk to says it's no big deal. It happens, but not for me. I used to have a very healthy libido and sex life, and now it's non-existent and affecting my relationships. Is there any hope that my libido will return now that I'm off my medication? How can I get it back? Firstly, depression on its own as a disease, even before you go to drugs and whatever, it can cause people to come early, early ejaculation. It can cause people to lose interest in having sex. There's a difference between what is called libido. Libido is interest to have sex. And then there is the arousal. Arousal is ability for the tools, the clitoris to stand up or the penis to stand up for the action. So those are two different things and with the different causes. So it's very important to sit down with the person and understand which is which so that you know what you are dealing with. Knowing that depression as a disease can cause that on its own. And then there are various classes of antidepressants that people are put into. Out of those classes, some of them may cause the person to lose interest in having sex. Antidepressants on their own, they can cause the loss of interest to have sex, that is loss of libido. I had differentiated that we should differentiate between arousal and libido. Interest to have sex or difficult to rise during sex. One thing that can mislead you with women, women can have interest and maybe their bodies are not ready to have sex. That is why you need to spend a lot of time in the build-up and, and everything. That is where intimacy weighs in more. And women can manage to continue and find you on the way because they don't have to raise anything that much. But with men, if they've got issues of arousal, it becomes too obvious because Mbembe won't stand up and the more you try, the more you're under pressure, the more it collapses. So you need a very supportive partner. It can actually kill the whole thing. Lipito in men, the chief, in fact, in both men and women, the controlling hormone there is testosterone. The hormone called testosterone is the one that is governing libido, interest to have sex. Women do have testosterone repeat from maternal glands, so it governs the appetite to have sex, but the brain is the engine of the whole thing. You can have all the power going well, but if the brain is not well, mental health is suffering, depression, stress, conflicts in the relationship, and so on, then you would be found wanting. Antidepressants, if you stop them abruptly, you can easily have what is called a relapse of depression. Then you find that this person has actually relapsed and then has lost interest in having sex because of the way she stopped the antidepressants or depression has actually come back because of treatment was stopped before time and, and whatever. So we need to establish a cause. There is a, an illness that is engulfing or affecting a lot of women. It's called HSDD, hypoactive sexual desire disorder. You find that women are finding it difficult to rise or they're losing interest to have sex, if they pass all those stages, they find it difficult or it's very difficult for them to reach orgasm. So it's got various arms in the sexual life cycle that gets affected. So people may lose libido because they are not getting what they want. They are investing too much than they, what they are, they are getting back. So libido, you need to sit down. Is, is the relationship in good health? If the relationship is in bad health, that can lead to interest, loss of interest. If you're not getting fulfillment, sexual fulfillment from the relationship, that can cause loss of libido. Antidepressants on their own, they can cause loss of libido. Or sudden withdrawal of antidepressants, they can cause loss of libido. But in men, antidepressants can also help us in the men who come ill. A certain class of antidepressants, we call them SSRIs. So you need someone who knows the antidepressants and someone to sit down with 
this woman in a session, full session, full consultation to find out why there is loss of libido because it can come from all these various angles. We must not assume that it's associated with depression or the antidepressants. We must even dig deeper and then easy to correct once we know because we now have background that lots of women anyway in the presence or absence of antidepressants, they do have a condition called HSTD. Some may exhibit it after birth. Some may exhibit it through various uh, mental illnesses. It's part of our life. So we must not simply assume. Let's have a full consultation, dig deeper, and then correct it. I wanted to ask, at what age should women be aware of this HSTD affecting? Is it a specific age where you experience it, or does it just happen? As soon as you are sexually mature, I don't want younger women who would suffer from uh, HSTD. As soon as you know what you expect to get from uh, from sex, because younger people are just doing sex for excitement. But as you mature in doing sex, the more you are seeking quality, the more you are seeking fulfillment, the more you've got an understanding of what is supposed to be happening. Why? What is it that is keeping people doing this thing? Because they, they are not excited, they are not getting any fulfillment. They have never reached orgasm. They, they until. They they hit the right notches as they mature in the in the in the in the in the game, uh, then they start uh, earning or, or start understanding. This is why people keep releasing dopamine. Dopamine is actually inviting you back. This is what's nice. Then we keep on doing it. So it goes with maturity. So we can't put age to it, but people mature at different ages. Even if you are both age seventeen or eighteen, you may not mature at the same time when it comes to these issues. But it's people usually, people that we see in the clinical field, it's usually people in their around 30s and, and whatever. Most is that age group. I've seen quite a few young Makotis who have cited the problem of HSDD around age 25 and so on. But when you dig deeper, you find that there's relationship issues, conflicts and so on, mistrust and the issues of infidelity that have actually worked on somebody's mind. So people have got some elements of post-traumatic stress disorder. So the loss of libido is not from anything else but from the poor state of health of the marriage or the relationship. I'll say age 25 to 30. Thank you again for joining this week's episode of the Health from Zanzi podcast, Dr. Mtembeni. Now, if you are looking for more on our conversation on sexual intimacy, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. And dear friends, remember if you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can hit us up on WhatsApp on 063-633-0628. Shoo, what an exciting chat I had with Dr. Debelele. I especially enjoyed his insights on foreplay. Mzanzi, foreplay needs to be prioritized in your boudoir. It serves as a physical and emotional purpose, helping prepare both mind and body for sex. Many women need to be kissed, hugged, and caressed to create lubrication in the vagina, which is important for comfortable intercourse. That brings us to the end of episode 80 of the Health for Mzanzi podcast. From me, Lulu Nakani, have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.